Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. So you are on Voice America Influencer Channel, and it is Monday, and it is a cheerful, beautiful day here in D.C. How are you, Andrea? I am absolutely wonderful and so happy to hear your cheerful, beautiful voice this morning. (laughs) We have a great show planned. I'm so excited to be here. The sun is shining. The weather's perfect. And I honestly would love for somebody to challenge me to be happier. (laughs) We don't want to challenge that. Well, I'm, it means I'm open to it being even better of a day. <laughs> okay, good. So we, uh, we have some sponsors we want to give a shout out to. We do. We want to thank the Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America Influencers Channel, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, The Red Carpet Connection, and our baby, our charity, the Keep Smiling Movement. <laughs> and let's give a little shout out to... Um, Dr. Jim Omps and Pauline Omps, because they're doing some great things in the world for people pursuing um, higher education and a way of documenting their achievements. Absolutely. He's talking about the uh, PhDs that Ken and I are both working on. This is my second one. And I'm, it's super exciting to be able to do this. There'll be doctorates in entrepreneurology uh, that really showcase the life and experiences of people who have worked hard all over their life to present wonderful, great things. And Ken, your mic is picking up a lot of background noise, just so you know. And uh, we, um, Pauline and them have been doing some wonderful things. It's the International University of Entrepreneurology. And uh, anybody who wants to know how you can get your PhD by showcasing your life, work, and experience, knowledge, and wisdom. Uh, Certainly reach out to us and we will guide you in that right direction. So we've got great things in store with them. Okay, so we have a wonderful guest, a very talented guest. Let's bring her on. Absolutely. Hold on just a moment for me. Oh, can you first tell everybody about um, Keep Smiling uh, World Week coming up? Okay, I certainly will. So we had a celebration, a national celebration back in May, and this is the big one for the world. The world's been waiting for our very first inaugural uh, World Smile Week. It is to celebrate all the languages, all the cultures, and I think we're somewhere around 30 languages, and we have some of the books that are not going to be ready by uh, October 2nd, but uh, they will be coming out this year in French and Spanish and hopefully a couple other languages as well. Absolutely. So super fun. Those of you who are interested in speaking during that week, we have some open slots for you, opportunities for you to speak both in virtual reality and by doing Facebook Lives to be able to give all the people in the world that we change as far as our 5013C, as far as mental and dental health, to be able to give them information, education, uh, entertainment to really change their lives so they can remain focused in the positive and really manifest the future that they want for themselves. So thank you so much, Ken, for reminding everyone about what's coming up and how they can stay positive in their life. And we have some really other good news for you guys too. But in the meantime, let me go ahead and share what's going on with our lovely friend who is waiting in the sidelines. Just a moment. I'm managing multiple things here. All right, here it is. 
So, you know what? I forgot. I, I hope it's Rochelle. You know what? I need to bring her on because I don't know. I think it's Rochelle Brooks Smith is an actress, dancer, producer, and motivational speaker. She's seen frequently on Hollywood screens, modeling for major brands, and motivating fans around the world. And after playing the lead in a sequel to the film that changed her life as a little girl, center stage, and literally doing what everyone told her was impossible, she's now on a mission to empower others to be disruptive. And we love disruption around here. To be disruptive without doubt and become the hero of their own life story. Since um, then, she's been in Turn It Up. She's been in countless films and TV shows like Bring It On, Nice Guys, Burlesque, Iron Man 2, How I Met Your Mother, Two and a Half Men, um, Atomic Shark, uh, Scream Queens, Class Act, Lifetime Psycho Stripper, and My Sister's Deadly Secret. And she has done a soon-to-be-released, um, including an inspirational film called Be the Light, a New Comedy. And in other words, it, her lead role is opposite Danny Trejo in The Last Exorcist. And the film she's currently working on is a psychological thriller that's timely and relevant. It's kind of like a Me Too film that you don't want to miss, and that's called The Method. And she's also playing Iris, who's the leader of the rebels, creating a mass amount of positive rebellion. And she is, that's going along with a new action series she's producing and starring in called The Legend of the White Dragon. She has got so many amazing things. I am so pleased to have gotten to know her through people who have been telling me that she is just the most amazing woman in the world. And she is absolutely adorable. Let me ask her to turn her camera on and... There she is. Woohoo. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So, did I pronounce your name correctly? So, it is Rachel. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story. My life is forever <laughs> cursed from people thinking that it's Rochelle. Um, when I was young, or when I was actually about to be born, my younger, my older brother, who was about like two and a half, three at the time, was so excited to have a little sister. He wrote, my name on a balloon and he spelled it that way. And my mom just thought it was so cute that she kept it. Uh, so forever, um, my name is a little bit different than the rest. It's well, not just different. It. It's actually the same because you got to say it the way it's supposed to be said. Yeah, exactly. how, how, did you ever get your brother back? Oh, we, he's, he's tormented me my, my whole childhood, but we're really close now. Okay. He's, so he, he's one of the people that said it is possible. Go for it. Right. Yeah. He's one of the ones that that challenge that constantly challenges me um, to to think bigger and to question everything. Um, he's wonderful. And what's his name? Uh, his name is Ryan, and he's actually a a, a brilliant neuroscientist. Um, and so he's doing incredible work, um, especially around emotional intelligence. And I love I love learning from him. Golly, we should have him on the show too. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with our 5013C, it's all about neuroplasticity, mental health, and the dental health, because when you smile, it changes your brain. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so have you ever even had a toxic relationship, Rachel? Yes, I have. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I'm really passionate about relationships. My, um, my love and my partner is, is Emilio Polifox. We started um, a new uh, brand together called Relationship Renegades because we both had been through several um, toxic, unhealthy relationships. And, you know, just realizing how relationships are really the foundation of mental health and well-being. And, you know, the mass majority of people don't, you know, you don't have math, science, and relationships. You, you know, we just don't, relationships are such a core foundation of 
our whole world, our whole life. And um, we just felt like, gosh, you know, the media is so focused on um, toxic, unhealthy relationships. You know, like you only hear about people's relationships if they if they had something kind of bad happen to them. And so we're like, gosh, we just want to really create a movement where we're highlighting all these beautiful conscious couples and, and learning from them and how they're doing it. So we started a, a show called Relationship Renegades. Um, and so I'm extremely passionate about talking about the things I've learned along my journey. And he's along, along his journey and also learning from, you know, all different kinds of people, relationship coaches to people, you know, my parents have been married for about 35 years now and had five kids and, you know, been through uh, everything. <laughs> um, so to get to, you know, interview people like them and interview, you know, blended families and just, just, I think there's so much to learn from people who have, you know, we can just learn from each other and highlight the people that are, are doing a great job at it. So let's say you've had uh you know, nothing but normal relationships. You're looking for a toxic relationship and you don't know what to do. How do you, how do you find one? How can oh, you man, find a toxic I love this question. You know, what's interesting is that all the people we've interviewed, there's a through line that it always comes back to um, our relationship with ourselves. So I think first and foremost, it would be create an unhealthy relationship with yourself. You know, do a lot of um, a negative self-talk, um, maybe do a lot of unhealthy um, substances, maybe watch a lot of um, disempowering shows, um, maybe follow a lot of people online that are talking about very superficial things. I think that would be a, a good start. <laughs> um, it does because, sound like you know, a wonderful would, way. Yeah, I think you attract what you are. And crazy enough, you know, with all my different, you know, series of kind of unhealthy relationships, it always felt like, oh, it's it's there. Like, they're the problem. Um and I think something I had to learn the hard way was, you know, it, it really was more about like the things and things that I hadn't healed from, from like different childhood traumas or um, different patterns I just picked up unconsciously um, as a survival pattern. You know, like one of mine was I it was really hard for me to be honest with men and I would just kind of hide things because <clears throat> I was so scared of what they would think about me, you know, and I had to learn that. I learned that behavior from not feeling able to be honest with my own father because I was scared he was going to, you know, get mad at me or punish me in some way. And so once I was, I did a lot of deep inner work to be aware of where that pattern came from. And as soon as I realized that like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be doing this anymore. It didn't have such a strong hold on me. And I was able to be um, fully honest in, in a way that I never could before. And it, it literally changed my entire life because, um, you know, I think when you constantly hide things, even if they're small things, they add and they add and they add, and it, it just becomes, you know, that unhealthy relationship. And as much as I wanted to blame it on the other person, I had to really like look the woman in the mirror and be like, nope, I've got some stuff I got to work on too. So this is uh, almost another adage for like mindset that what you, what you project out to the world is what you get, but what you project from inside of you goes outward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, and attracting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of my um, favorite things I love to just live by is to say, be careful what you choose to believe because what you choose to believe becomes who you are. Mm -hmm. And so I had an unconscious belief running that it, it was unsafe to tell men the truth. And I didn't really know it, but it was kind of running my, my, my show, you know? Um, and I had to really like 
dig deep to find it. But as soon as I found it, it was like this like gut punch. And I was like, oh, dang, I didn't know this was running my life. But it really felt so, you know, when you find those things, you feel it. Um, and then I just had the opportunity to start choosing different. Um, and I think the power of choice is this incredible gift that we all have. And I don't know that we realize it sometimes. So what was the uh, culminating magic moment? What, what caused the discovery? Uh, gosh, getting sick and tired of being sick and tired <laughs> of unhealthy relationships, you know? Um, how many I, years, how many years were you in unhealthy relationships? I mean, I think probably from, you know, ever since I was 16, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like, you know, I never, um, I think there's a broad spectrum of, mm -hmm. unhealthy, right. know? So, they weren't, they weren't fulfilling and they weren't rewarding and they were different degrees of how much you were yep, tolerating. Tolerating. Exactly. That's another quote that I love so much. Like you get what you tolerate. Yeah. And I say that all the time. Because I'm just like, okay, I get what I'm tolerating. If I'm tolerating you know, constantly fighting or like yelling at people, or if I'm tolerating, you know, just feeling insecure and insignificant, then that's what I'm going to continue to get. Like it isn't until I actually do something to make a shift that I'm going to start getting different, right? Like I have to choose different to get different. So and what was a straw? Um, I just think it was like the final straw of a really bad breakup. Um, mm -hmm. I had, had several, <laughs> um, and I think I kept trying to learn the lessons, you know, like I, I become like a self-development junkie ever since I was like 14. And, um, you know, I always just kind of, I think it's just every chapter of life, we get to learn new lessons and learn new lessons. And, um, I, I kept putting it on the other person, you know, I kept being like, mm -hmm. Oh man, it's like, even though I think, you know, these are, are great men um, who I have a lot of gratitude for because I learned so much from them. Um, but it's, it, was, it was really just when I felt like my whole life was spinning out of control. And, it, you know, it was like I went through a bad breakup. I didn't know how to pay my bills. Um, I felt so alone and afraid and insecure. And I had gone from, you know, the exact opposite. Most of my life I had felt really confident and able to handle things and I always had money in the bank and I, I you know I've, you know even though I come from a, a a supportive family I just have been taking care of myself ever since I moved out to LA when I was 18 and I just didn't you know it, it was just I was very humble okay so <laughs> when I know I was gonna say let's let's break into something that is a little more specific because this is kind of a, an interesting spot here okay yeah. so you you mentioned that these we're great guys. Yeah. So I'm formulating that if you are your best person, you bring out the best in the people you're with. Thus, mm -hmm. these were great guys that you would have liked to have had a great relationship with, but couldn't because you were toxic for yourself. So you caused toxicity in the relationship, which caused them to be toxic for you. Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're, we all have stuff, right? Like I feel like if, if I would have been fully honest about things, it would have been different. You know, maybe the relationships would have ended quicker. Maybe I wouldn't have even got into those relationships because I wasn't seeking validation or attention from men who um, maybe weren't the best for me. You know, I okay. think there, there's a huge difference between. So it was what you were attracting to. So these were not the, these were not the choice guys that, at this developmental level that you're at right now that you would want to perhaps have a relationship with. Yeah. That's why I think it's like, we always attract what we are. So it's mm -hmm. like, if I'm here, but my, and I know, I don't know if people can see me, but if like, if I'm on I can certain, see you. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm here operating at a certain level, but like my dream partner her, is. Her, uh, her hand is near her chin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one. <laughs> up here, you know, then I can't, we can't meet, you know, because yeah. I'm not, we won't work. And so I think it's really about like becoming your very best self so that you can attract your very best partner. Mm-hmm. It's like playing sports with someone who's really inferior. You can't grow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, let's uh, give some good gold nuggets to our folks that may be in toxic relationships or maybe having a discovery right now that perhaps they're the one that could have the better relationship if they were the better one. So mm-hmm. let's talk about um, that straw again, but let's talk about it more from a standpoint of what, what were you feeding yourself? Books? Uh, you said self-development. Were you taking any courses, masterminds? Were you eating yeah. differently? Yeah, Go so ahead. Fascinating, right? So I've always, I kind of had this epiphany of like, okay, if, if you want to go to med school, you, I mean, if you want to be a doctor, you go to med school. If you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. If you want to have great relationships, you kind of have to study how to do so. And I had realized that I had, I had been spending my time, um, you know, in a beautiful way, learning, reading books about like mindset and psychology and um, law of attraction and the power of thought, all beautiful things, right? Um, but I had never read a book on how to communicate better or how to have a better relationship. And I think, you know, when I was going through this um, breakup that just hit me so hard, I was like, gosh, I'm just done with this. <laughs> like, I just want to figure this thing out. And I just started reading everything I could find on relationships and communication and, um, you know, read a lot of like Esther Perel stuff, which I think she's a beautiful um, author and speaker on relationships. Um, do share, do share a little deeper. Uh, tell, tell the book, uh, tell you what learned specifically. Uh, yeah. Like there's one that she has called the state of affairs, um, which is, she's just, you know, I heard her speak several times and I just binge watched all her YouTube videos um, and that audio book and um, you know, and, and, and several others like Tony Robbins does a lot of great work. Him and his wife do a lot of great work on relationships. Um, there's a book called getting the love you want. That is incredible. Um, and you know, I just think it was this, just learning so much. The, the big, one of the biggest things for me was doing some really deep guided meditation um, and um, neuro-linguistic programming from a, a, a friend who has specialized in that and really helping me uncover where my patterns started from of not being able to be fully honest because I'm like, wait, I'm an honest person. Like I don't, like I, I have no problem. Like tell, I always tell the truth. I have integrity and all those things. But when it came to relationships and men, it was like this weird thing where I would just hide things. You know, I wasn't fully, I was like justifying. Give an example. Like if I were to hang out with another guy friend and I was worried that they were going to, you know, get mad at me for doing so, I just wouldn't say that I, you know, I'd be like, oh, I hang, I hung out with a girlfriend, you know. Is that because you were projecting that you would be jealous if they were with a girlfriend? No, because you know, it's so interesting. I really never, cons- I, I really wasn't jealous. It really had more to do with the fact that I had to uncover of, you know, when I was young, I just, I grew up in a really religious family and I was really scared to tell my dad the truth all the time. Um, and I really just felt like I projected that on, on all men. Um, because Rachel, even if, yeah. 
Well, you know, I wanted to share that. I also own another business um, with relationships and so forth. Yes. And so when you met, when you made that certain point about um, how you would cover things because it just it makes it easier. So a lot of times yeah. people do that, but a lot of times they do that because at the beginning of the relationship, if they shared the truth, they got a little pushback, and mm -hmm. so then it's automatic that like it seems like then the trajectory of their whole relationship, their whole life is just to cover it up. And yeah. while while it while they were covering nothing it ends up because they're covering nothing it ends up being assumed that it's a lie and then eventually it's just taken that there is a lie and then they cover everything whether it's needed or not needed and and, and that's something that I've noticed in all relationships and business and everything is that mm -hmm. it's easier for people just to smooth over things or cover things or or mm -hmm. not mention them because they think that'll make the relationship easier and so I, I just wanted to point, I really appreciate that you brought that up no, I love that you said that. And it's so true. Like it, it, it really, really is. And I feel like, you know, there was a very specific moment actually when, again, I felt like my life was just spiraling out of control. And my friend had just got back from a retreat with um, the Iceman. I don't know if you guys know Wim Hof, um, but he does incredible work with like cold plunges. And my friend was in oh. Poland and he did, he did his retreat and he, you know, was just sharing how much it just changed his life. And this was like in January and he was like, tomorrow morning, Rachel, you need to just go jump in the ocean. And I was like, what? So, you know, like you couldn't get me to jump in cold water to save my life. And then I just started learning from him all the benefits, like health benefits, psychological benefits. And for me, it was just like a symbolic thing. Um, and I could feel my mind the whole morning just trying to talk myself out of it. But I'm like, nope, I'm doing it. Nope, I'm doing it. And I even did like a Facebook Live being like, because it was windy, it was stormy. And I was like, I'm terrified right now, but I'm going to jump in the ocean. <laughs> um, and literally from that moment that I actually did it, like I actually did the brave thing, even though it was really scary and really hard. My whole, I can literally pinpoint when my whole life started to change because I started living so much braver. Um, and now jumping in cold water to me is so symbolic of just like, regardless of how scared you are, how much you don't want to do something, if you just do the brave thing, like you always win. So I just created a new rule for myself because I feel like we, we have all these rules that we live by unconsciously or, or consciously. And I was like, gosh, I could just create my own rules. <laughs> and, you know, one of them that's helped me so much is just the mantra of I can't control the outcome, right? Like I can't control if... I'm honest and somebody doesn't take it well, or I can't control if, um, you know, if I show up, like I can show up fully, but how buddy, how someone else perceives that. But if every time I take action, I win, like all I have to do is show up and take action. And then I'll always win because I'll always feel good about myself. You know, I'll always have that feeling of like, I, I showed up, like I was courageous. I did the brave thing. And for me, that mantra has been, and that mindset has been so life-changing because in the most challenging, scary times, um, things where I used to back down from, right? Because I was always so scared if I told the truth, they wouldn't like me anymore. You know, I was always so scared if I fully was honest, then they would get mad at me or yell at me or we'd have some difficult thing. And I just had to really learn um, that if I tell the truth, it, it just always will work out better. It might be harder in the beginning, like ripping off the bandaid might suck in the moment, but my, my whole, the whole future will be um, so much better. Well, I don't know if this is necessarily a mantra and I don't know if any of the people, the famous people you've mentioned, if you could mention their names again, uh, Tony Robbins is one of them. 
Good. Tony Robbins um, and his wife are one of them. And then um, Esther Perel, I think mm-hmm. she's one of the most brilliant minds when it comes to relationship and communication. I think it was actually Esther who said, um, if vegetarians eat vegetables, what do humanitarians eat? And I always love that about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a, that's a pretty <laughs> thought-provoking. <laughs> um, Esther, by the way, um, I, she and I have shared the stage before. Uh, and I, it's funny because uh, as I've seen her career, you know, because knowing I've known her for, well, since the early 90s and seeing how she has just blossomed and done such wonderful mm-hmm. things. That's how long I've known her. Um, she's just an amazing woman and her impact has been great um, over uh, women and men, relationships, sexuality, infidelity. You know, uh, she addresses everything and without any uh, qualms and without any um, judgment. So she, she's a And by the way, if I have misquoted her, um, I apologize. And secondly, if it is her, I would love for you to talk to her, Andrea, and one, get her on the show. And I'd like to take a deep dive into what that question actually means. Yeah. Sure. I, would I mean, that. that's, that's crazy, right? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> she's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all we have for you. So uh, see you later. No. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's 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 divert over to uh, taking charge of your life and having a life you love. So you've, we've talked about relationships, which is obviously a, a foundation and uh, the, yes. of of what you would need to actually be successful in life. So uh, when did you decide to go into acting, and uh, what was the breakthrough moment there? So I grew up a really competitive gymnast, and I, you know, from the ages of like six to fourteen, I had created a really toxic environment in my own, uh, inner world. Um, you know, I, I you gotta stop doing that. I know, right. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem like it's good for you. No. (laughs) Um, you know, and there's all different chapters and levels, right. But especially from six to 14, I was just in a world where I was so scared of getting hurt or getting yelled at. Like our coaches would throw us on the floor. They would scream at us. And, um, I got so stressed out that I, you know, I was throwing up once a week because I was well, so- most people would like that. Why didn't you like that? I know it's crazy. <laughs> that doesn't that didn't sound like that was you though. That sounds like those coaches were demented. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just you know, I they put a lot of pressure on us, but I also put a ton of pressure on myself. You know, I realized that like my other teammates didn't go through what I went through. Okay, so they did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they experienced the same things, but they their perception of it was so different. Um, you know, they so if you projectile vomited on them, they didn't do that back at you. <laughs> exactly. <right? Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it was a one-way vomit. Okay, it got it. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, basically I, I broke my hand and um, shattered it actually at a competition. And I had this moment where I was realized that I was happy about it. Um, I was relieved because it was like a way out of the stress that I had lived in. And I finally got the courage to quit, which is a... Uh, made a super hard thing for me. Um, my mom didn't really like me. My friends didn't want to talk to me. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, and then they say, they say that injury is like, uh, whatever you, uh, either in, uh, I guess self-create is really the word for it yeah. is that you didn't want to be there. And so you caused an injury, but it's interesting. It was the hand and not the foot. I know. I really like, it makes sense, you know, because I think, why does just- it make sense? Why does the hand make the sense? Well, I don't know why the hand exactly. I just know I was definitely looking for a way out. And I think that was. Because there's apparently symbolism in every single type of injury. Like if you you have an ankle problem, it's that you're not really feeling like you can stand on both feet anymore. Right. Things like that. Well, I did stand on my hands a lot when I was <laughs> Well, so if you go by Louise Hay, she says hands are about um, like clutching or grasping onto something and the ability to uh, give yourself permission to let go. 
Ah, oh, there you go. And just a little, uh, little tidbit. Do you know why hands are not 12 inches long? Why? Because they'd be feet. <laughs> <laughs> This is all Ken the just, wisdom. Ken just wrote a riddle book with his son. Uh, so I'm seeing a little bit of that coming out. <laughs> uh, well, you know, just to kind of wrap it up, I, around that time, I was just, you know, cried in my room for several months and felt so lost and confused. And then I saw a film that just changed my life. It was called Center Stage. Um, it was the first Center Stage. And I just sat in the theater and just cried and prayed. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to act. I want to dance. I want to inspire people just like the girls on the screen did for me. And, you know, I hey, just you know what? You're going to cry again. Aww. You know why? I'm sorry. This is not, and this is not about toxicity on our, our program. <laughs> this is just about us taking a break and, and giving some love to our sponsors. Good cliffhanger, you know? Stay yeah. Here. So you're about to say what caused you to break through and, and then you got to come back crying though. Okay. Can you okay. do that for me? Okay. <laughs> All right. Give a, give our sponsors some love. She, All right, can, she can do it. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, and we also want to thank our featured sponsor today, opus.finance, O-P-E-S.finance for creating um, and uh, giving the voice that enough is enough and creating a decentralized processing system for the world for equality and fairness. And the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, the Red Carpet connection and the keep smiling movement and perfect publishing i think they should have as their tagline opus is that the name right they should opus, have yes. yeah taking the toxicity out of crypto that's that's a really nice one love it i love it <laughs> love it we're keeping it and today's the big reveal of the oh. power boost Ooh, exactly. <laughs> that tongue action is exactly what we were looking for because we're doing the power boost today the newest thing in crypto <laughs> that's the toxicity coming out right there all right and we'll be back after these messages okay. <laughs> be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america the Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Rashawn on Amplified Influencer Channel, and what a tough break we had. We uh, were really breaking up, breaking out, crying all over the place, and uh, you're about to see Rachel uh, come back on the screen. Actually, she's here and cry. <laughs> That's not crying. <laughs> We're going to laugh, cry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, me too. 
I got a little sentimental there too. Just hearing cry in Portuguese is, is tough for all of us. Because <laughs> they, they have like a word for everything. Did you notice that? Yeah. The, one of the only words I really remember is bunda, which is butt. Because uh-huh. they would just talk about it all the time. They'd be like, shake your bunda, shake your bunda. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was really fun. That's a book right there. <laughs> shake your bunda. So, so have you written a book yet? Um, I have not, but it's definitely in my, my life's mission to do so for sure. Um, you know, you really are a candidate for uh, a key smiling book. And okay. it's some, it's, it's the wackiest thing that Andrea attracts people to our show that are inspiring leaders that have a great message that when the right reader or many readers read that story, they wake up and they become a more powerful self. So I want to tell you that the first segment really, if you, if you can imagine if you had gotten your hands on a Keep Smiling book that you were reading the author, someone that was very much going through with you're going through, mm. what a gift that would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> during my di- dissertation, I was looking at all the courses I took in college and had I known more of how it enriched my entrepreneurial spirit, I would have not taken probably half of them. I wouldn't have wasted my time in mm-hmm. classes that I just was doing to fulfill a requirement, not what I wanted to do with my life. So you really have a great story here. And uh, we, got, we have a continuation, obviously, in this segment to drop some more pearls of wisdom and gold nuggets. I'd like to, uh, I guess, focus on our audience. Who is the reader for your book? Who is the person that you would like to help? Do you want to have um, a, a world where relationships are in the norm? How do we create that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, media is really powerful. And I feel like the more that the mass majority of media starts focusing on all the beautiful relationships out there um, and starts interviewing couples that are doing well or the lessons they've learned from all of their struggles and challenges and trials, um, I think that's when things will start to shift because we, you know, what we focus on expands. And so if the constant narrative and the constant story we're hearing via most, you know, media is toxic, unhealthy, failed relationships, then we'll probably see a lot, we'll focus on those and we'll see a lot more of those. And so I think more people who stand out and stand up saying, no, look at this beautiful relationship and look how they figured it out. And, you know, there's lots of different versions of beautiful relationships, right? Like we've interviewed everybody from um, like people who have been together for 50 years to relationship coaches, to blended families who had several different past um, marriages that, 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 that evolved and, and came to find each other and, and now have figured it out working in this blended family where both parents have kids from other marriages and, and now have found this beautiful way of working through all that. And so I think, you know, and, and people that have found love at, at 70 years old. Um, and, and, you know, I just think it's important to, to highlight and focus on, on, on all those beautiful stories that just aren't really getting told. So you have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have and- a and tell me about your partner again, who you do it with? Emilio Palafox. Um, okay. And we actually are just about to, uh, we have a, a podcast on a platform called Powerful You um, um, that has a lot of beautiful um, podcasts and shows, um, as well as about, um, a radio show on Dash Radio um, that is called Relationship Renegades. It's all about that. Um, and, you know, kind of, also, it kind of circles all the way back to kind of my story of what I was saying about, you know, when I saw this film Center Stage, I was so changed in that moment um, because it really just 
it gave me a purpose and a passion that I, that, that enriched my life so much. Like when I started acting and dancing, I felt so alive and I felt what it felt like to not live in fear. I also came across a book called as a man thinketh. And that was like at 14 years old, I didn't even like reading, you know, like I, I didn't read. And so to just come across this book and want to read it and become obsessed with it. Um, Cause it was the first book I'd ever read on like the power of thought and how it mm-hmm. affects that you feel and how the, you know based on your emotions and the way that you feel is going to affect your reactions you know to life and the different circumstances you put yourself in and I was just like what like how come nobody told me this when I was like five years old you know this would have been really helpful when I was going through my gymnastics career and my just life and anyways I started putting all these principles to practice and doing this deep dive of all I could find on on anybody from you know Wayne Dyer to Tony Robbins to Louise Hay to all these different beautiful um, speakers and thought leaders and um, kind of long story short, I ended up um, on this roller coaster ride of emotions of things that I thought were the worst things that ever happened to me that ended up being the best things that ever happened to me because put me at the right place at the right time with the right skill set to actually land the lead role in the sequel to the film that changed my life when yeah. I was 14. Like literally, yeah, everybody told me I got laughed at. You know, everyone told me I was crazy for thinking I'd ever, you know, do anything as an actress because I come from a medical family. I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I had no ties to entertainment industry, um, you know, and I moved to LA when I was 18. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything, you know, about the entertainment industry. And I just kept doing the brave thing. And I just kept trying to, you know, follow this passion, this dream and, and learn these principles of, of mindset and resilience and emotional intelligence and um, manifestation. I had vision boards at center stage. I like wrote goal, like I wrote journals about it every day. I visualized myself doing it all the time. I would watch center stage like on a regular basis. Cause I felt so like homesick or lonely or afraid when I first moved to LA. Um, and so the fact that I got to actually play the lead role, like still, like I'm so happy there's footage of that. Cause I don't think I would really believe that I actually did it if there wasn't. Um, but it all was like my relationship with myself kept getting a little better and kept evolving. And I kept finding more ways to not live in fear so much, you know, this, this concept of, doing things that lit me up, that brought me joy, that brought me this feeling of like, um, I love, I love this, you know, like I love this and it doesn't, you know, I just, I wasn't living in so much fear all the time and it made my emotional well being so much better. It made me better with like show up better for my friends and my family and my relationships. Um, and it allowed me to, you know, to be able to do things that everyone told me was impossible. You know, this is going to be great because we're going to be adding you to our podcaster book. Woo-hoo. Have you, uh, did Andrea tell you about our podcaster book? No, I did not. So, I wanted that to be your big reveal. Well, this is the big reveal. So Rachel, hold on. And this is hold not on. a crying moment. This is going to be one of those, you have to act like you're super excited. No, we're, we're, we're making a book about all the podcasters that bring positive messages to the world. And you were just talking about how there's such a focus on either toxic or negative types of stories. And so we are not featuring any podcast her, no podcasters at all that have a negative message. In other words, if they're causing a divide, uh, negativity, uh, putting down something or someone, that's not what we're looking for in this book. So we're looking for people that are really building a better world. So it sounds like you could be possibly either the author of a book like this or just an author. I'm thinking about is it keep smiling, healthy relationships happen or something. I don't know what it is exactly, but it, it is about when you smile genuinely from your soul you actually attract the type of soulmate that would cause you to have a life you love with a partner oh 
I love that. I could cry. Wow. <laughs> okay, love happens. <laughs> so we would, we would love to do this with you. I think this would be a great project for us. And it doesn't take that long. It only takes about three or four hours. And uh, you are being put a little bit on the spot. But I just want to say you, you've moved me a lot with what you said in the first segment, that I know this would be a story that is not only important for the Key Smiley movement, but it's important for so many readers that don't understand that a relationship they're in is a choice of who they're with and how they're being in that relationship and what they deserve. I would love to. I, that sounds like, you know, these are messages that I just want to scream in the roof. You know, if I can well, you will be, let me, let me uh, remove this so you can see the uh, actual, there's a, here's the actual book. This is one of them. I should say, this is the hundredth one. And inside wow. this hundred are all the different people that have written a key smiling book. Do you see all their little books? Wow. Yes. So each, each book actually has, I mean, each page has their own unique book. Wow, that is so, so cool. You will have, yeah, you can have a book about relationships and you'll also be obviously in the book of podcasters, but I think your podcast is super important. I, I, I'm actually inspired to have a great relationship just so I can be on your podcast. <laughs> I'm thinking about becoming a positive person just to be on your podcast. See, before, before he was going the other way, trying to get on all those negative shows, you know, and, I know. and, and, and it was just wearing on him. And I would get on these negative shows and I would say, this seems really toxic. And they would say, enjoy the ride, baby. Mm. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah he was just like going why does jerry springer just bring me down he just couldn't figure it out <laughs> that's not his demo at all you know he doesn't usually do that <laughs> so you, you've accomplished a lot and we're not going to get to all of it so i'm going to do something a little little different in this show we have a, a rapid fire at the end of the show where we ask you a bunch of questions that you'll know the answers to because it's things that cause you to be who you are but um what would you like to cover right now as a, as a topic we don't want to miss what, mm. before we get to rapid fire? You know, I would really love to talk about actually the, the most recent film I was working on just because I think. Okay. Well, I don't do, I don't want to do that. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you twisted my arm, you know, well, we'll do also it. Because I think the message is very in line <laughs> with this, right? Like obviously like not all films have the most amazing messages, but I feel like, this one was such a special role for me because um, it's really about young women getting taken advantage of in the um, really just of by, um, I don't even want to say just in the, especially in the industry and the entertainment industry, but just in general and a lot to do with kind of my story, right? Of not being able to fully tell the truth or stand up for yourself. It was so cool to get to be able to play this character who was just, you know, she was actually from Arizona as well, which was kind of crazy because um, that's where I'm from. And she moves out to LA following this dream. Her dream was to be um, like a, a celebrity assistant, basically like an amazing, like, you know, really powerful, like Hollywood agent. Mm. And she gets this opportunity um, and it just, she thinks it's the coolest thing ever. And then it goes really sideways um, and it ends up with her basically having to like fight for her life. And, um, you know, but what's, the what's this movie called? It's called The Method. Um, it'll probably be out um, early next year. Uh, but it's, it, it really is about like how, you know, it's so easy to feel um, scared to stand up for yourself, uh, especially when you're, when you have people that you put on pedestals or like of these like higher standards than you. And especially when you have such big dreams and you think these people are going to help you out in some way. And in my own career, you know, I felt that so much of like, oh, if I can just 
make these people happy, they'll help me out. They'll, they'll give me a shot. And I just think, you know, all people really need to ask themselves a question, like at what cost, you know, like mm-hmm. will you lose your soul um, to, to try and get this dream. Because if you lose your soul on the way, that dream will not fulfill you, <laughs> you know, like not it a will good trade. Not a good trade. So, yeah. So I think it's so important um, for young women and young men or just people in general, honestly, to really like, you know, I, I posted something recently that said like, what will be the most important thing to you at the end of your life? And I said, you know, since tomorrow is not promised, like, cause it really isn't, <laughs> um, you know, don't forget to make those things important now too. And I think, you know, for most of my life, I was so driven to achieve and achieve and achieve and achieve that I kind of lost the, the fact of like, enjoying my life um, because I was just so driven all the time. And I'm not, I, a drive is an incredible thing. I think like having drive and being motivated to accomplish big things is so important or can be so important, but just checking in with yourself, like at what cost, you know, like, are you losing your relationships? Are you losing your, your soul or your integrity or your authenticity because of it? Um, and I just think it's, you know, this, this film has such a powerful message to like, to wake up and to stand up for yourself, regardless of, of what pedestal you're holding somebody to. Well, I thought you were going to say that you were chosen, that you had to share this because you were chosen for an upcoming movie called Method, where it shows how women are treated really poorly, and the director treated you really poorly, and you were paid almost nothing, and everyone treated you so horrible um, that you were working with that you were able to get into character really well. I thought that's what you were going to say. Nope, that was not. <laughs> it was a beautiful casting crew. I had an amazing time working with them. I learned a bunch of Portuguese when I was there, and I loved people. And I and you learned one word. You learned one word too. Yeah. You know what's so crazy about languages? It's so funny. On set, I had a thing where I learned like five new words every day, and you know the one word I can remember a couple months later is bunda. <laughs> I was, bunda. I was so good. When I was on set, but yeah, I lost it already. <laughs> well, practice makes perfect, right? Or practice equals progress. Yes, it does. And I didn't practice enough, so I didn't progress. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to head into that rapid fire, and you're going to okay. get a couple bonus questions. We don't always have time to get to all of them, so I think today we're going to get to them. Yeah, I'm feeling it, too. I'm feeling it, too. As my son, as my son would do, this is what my son would do. all right so um question number one you have kind of alluded to it so uh a book to change your life you can give a couple if you've already referenced one or two well i always go back to the one i said you know as a man thinketh um because i think it's such a simple read and it's so like it's just one you could constantly go back to or get aha moments Mm -hmm. from and who's the Um, author um is it ralph walder emerson i believe um want to say i could be wrong might be james allen i don't know I'll, uh, we'll look that up and put a link we want to put links to all the all the books all right andrea um as a child uh, what did you want to be uh, when you were little what did you want to grow up and be um well my first initial dream was to be an olympic gymnast um and then i realized like i said i wasn't happy in that and um honestly after that i just wanted to do exactly what i'm doing now i wanted to act and dance and speak and inspire people i thought for and sure james- Alan is as a man thinketh. Yeah. See, I was a pretty good guesser there. Good. <laughs> um, I thought when uh, your the second question was coming that uh, Andrea was going to say, as a, as a child thinketh, how does one want to become in the world? I thought she was going to hop off that first question. So exactly what um, I was thinking. 
<laughs> as a moviegoer um, goeth. Yeah, I would say I'd say thinketh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think what what movieth would uh, you say inspires you the oh, most? Oh man, inspires oh. us. <laughs> so many. Well, obviously, you can name up to three, but no, yeah. but no explanation. Just you can name the okay. three. Center stage. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that first, caught me off guard. The first one, the okay. first one, that was the one that changed my life. You know, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that movie, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one, Blindside, um, and I'm a huge Sandra Bullock fan. I love her so much. That's I want to her sister. That is a great movie. It's I love that so movie. Good. <laughs> uh, it's so good. And a true I, story. Love it so much, and I've actually got to be um, pretty close with the the um, Quentin who played the big. Um, yeah, main. he's just so incredible. He's he's you, incredible. I you got him. you got to bring him into our key smile movement because he's the story. He's the story of stories. My gosh, he would love that. He would love that. He's incredible. <clears throat> he's incredible. Where does he live? Um, he actually was living in. Um, he moved to New Mexico recently because they were working on a production um, company out there. Um, but awesome. I'll you guys. I would love to. He's he would love this. It is one of my favorite movies too. And it's a true story, which is the best part of it. It's so good. It's so good. So All right. Yeah. And what else? What, you said there was a third one? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's just so many, you know? Well, like, you can, we'll get some links from you. We have other questions. I thought you were going to do my favorite center stage. One, center stage two, number two. And then center stage two. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrea. Honestly, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman for me is like my all-time, like if I had a next dream role, like that's it. I sat in that theater and had very similar feelings that I had when I watched center stage, the first movie. Um, I just, I cried, you know, I was just like, <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I watched, okay. I have posters. I have wonder woman stuff all over my room. Uh, I love that movie. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do a little bit of a segue here. So pay attention because this is how much we believe in you. Andrea, can you ask wonder woman another question, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, I had a private party um, at Universal in with all the Wonder Woman, Woman costumes. We had a private party in there, so it was cool. And I'm curious, um, if anybody's watching this um, or watches this in the future. Everyone's watching this. You, Andre, er, Andre, everyone's watching this, just so you know. Well, so. everyone who's watching it who has this happening. I want something okay. specific. Okay. Okay, if you feel as moved by um, the, the movie that she was in as the sequel, mm. as she was moved by the first movie reach out to us because we want to know because that's cool yes i'm doing and only but, uh, <laughs> only the first only the first hundred callers please <laughs> but you, you you have to really tell us your story we yeah because wonder woman right. has to go through all this and so we have to make sure she has time to actually get ready for her next role okay well we want to visualize <laughs> this for you and help it come true so wonder woman uh what song gets you really jazzed up and going Okay, so it's a song called This Is My Now uh, by Jordan Sparks. And it was the song that my mom, um, when I moved to L.A. when I was 18, it was, I was so scared. And she um, wrote me a little note and she said, um, this is going to be really hard. It's going to be really scary. But I'm so proud of you. And this is your now. And the song is called This Is My Now. And so I played it every day. <laughs> um, and um, it's a beautiful experience as well because when I was filming um, Center Stage the sequel, I got to choose a song that I got to dance to. Um, like it was a scene where, you know, my character Kate Parker was like finding herself and um, she uh, was dancing alone in a dark room and I got to play that song, This Is My Now, um, at least on set. It's not in the movie, but for me, it was so, uh, it was just so special. Well, you've actually inspired me to want to go into possibly being the lead for center stage, the trilogy. So 
Yeah, but this is huge for me. Fourth, so there actually is a third. Well, no, but they're going to do the third part too. Oh, this is the third part <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I have a question. an older molder man to, to redo it for us, for our generation. <laughs> All right. So WW, you know what that stands for. Okay. Um, so what is, who is a person that you have longed to meet that you would like to meet? Mm. Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I mean, I'm, just because of my role and how much I study them and look up to them is Gal Gadot, Sandra Bullock, and Meryl Streep. Um, they're kind of like my, and Reese Witherspoon, you know, like those are my girls who I just like look to and have in such awe of the careers they've had. And also not just the careers, but what they stand for and how they show up in the world and what they, what they've, you know. Well, we're going to let them know they're lucky enough to be featured and honored in your Q Smiling book because you pick a hundred wow. people that you want in their book. So they're of course going to want to meet you. So there you go. Yes. And that's, and by the way, that's YW, WW. That's, you're welcome, Wonder Woman. (laughs) You're welcome. You guys are so fun. I love this. I love it. Okay. I think we have time for one more question. Okay. All right. So uh, when you've given a gift to someone, what was the best gift that you remember giving that you just loved giving it? Oh, my goodness. Um, So I... I recently, um, my, my boyfriend had a, a birthday and we did just like this. Uh, he had recently moved from Austin to LA and it was like a really huge thing for us. Cause we had done like 10 months of long distance, something we said we would never do. Um, but we did. <laughs> and when he moved to LA, it was so special and incredible. Um, and you know, I basically threw this huge surprise birthday for him that he didn't know about and got a bunch of his friends there um, <clears throat> from, you know. So, from, so what was the gift for the sake of time? We have to get to the gift. I yeah, love so the story. But. A huge surprise birthday party for him. That yeah, is good. Oh, and, that and we was just, the gift. And we have 10 more seconds. So answer Ooh. this real quickly. Here you go. What's a quote you live by? Be careful what you choose to believe because what you choose to believe becomes who you are. Okay. I choose to believe you're a Wonder Woman. <laughs> so now yeah. I am you. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ken just said he's Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. crazy because I just projected that. Now it's me. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, Rachel, it was wonderful having you on the show. You've been amplified. I can't wait to release your Keep Smiling book and anything else we can help you do before the holidays to inspire a better 2021 for people that are in a relationship that's challenging and holding them back from a life they love. How about that? Oh, man, I would be so grateful. And I'm just so grateful to be here. You guys are such beautiful souls. Thank you for doing the work that you do for creating this this platform and this show. It's really incredible. Thank you. All right. Give a shout out to our sponsors and we will see you next week on Amplified. We want to thank our charity of choice, the Keep Smiling Movement, our featured sponsor, Opus.Finance. That's O-P-E-S.Finance. Taking the toxicity out of crypto. Taking the cup toxicity out of crypto and the umbrella syndicate, the key, um, excuse me, the red carpet connection, big events, USA, Voice America, influencers channel and perfect publishing and, uh, oh, and the university, um, international university of entrepreneurology. And thank you guys so much for listening and keep smiling. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.